are listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. And we're live. How are you doing, people? Welcome. Sports Therapy Association podcast um, going out live as it does always, as it has done for the last 129 episodes um, on a Tuesday uh, uh, on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, but obviously it is uploaded as a podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast, then thank you very much. Um, we appreciate everything you've done the last two years, but we'd appreciate it even more if you do leave us a little review. There you go. That's all we ask of you. Right. So, yes, um, we've got to what is actually the last episode of the Sports Therapy Association podcast before Christmas. It's actually the last episode before the end of the year. Um, and uh, we will be back after this um, on the first Tuesday in January with... Um, what we normally do on the first Tuesday of the month is have a have your say, which is where we get a few STA members and people together to have a chat. This time, I guess we'll be talking about looking forward to 2023 and what our goals and hopes per, both person for the industry are. So that's what we'll be doing. But anyway, what we're doing in this episode um, is uh, we're going to be continuing our focus on education. Um, and before I do that, it is still Matt here. I can sense that I'm already sounding a little bit kind of like I don't know, Debbie Harry chewing on chalk or something it's it is me i've just got a bit of mouth flu that's all so if you are thinking that's not matt's voice it's an imposter then it is me um but um what i'm going to do is say thank you to who we've had this december for our focus on education um we have started off um the month with Tristan Attenborough and these are all available um, on your favorite podcast app if you want to see the video which I would recommend definitely for this episode then go to YouTube or go to the sta.co.uk yeah Tristan Attenborough started us off with this focus on education um, talking um, following his huge success at Therapy Expo um, back in November uh, cognitive biases and judgment noise um, so it was based on um, a talk he did in my experience the world is more or less flat which was a fantastic introduction to how the idea of how our own naturally human occurring cognitive biases and fallibilities um they're going to be there always and it, it gives us a distorted perception of the world and this can affect us as therapists with in terms of expectations and outcomes and celebrations um as well as negative things like imposter syndrome and stuff like that so it's a absolutely great episode to look at and and I totally understand where Tristan's coming from. If we do understand these these natural limitations we've got as human beings and don't feel ashamed of them, then it could have a huge effect in being able to educate ourselves better, educate each other better, um, and um, and just become better therapists, which is what it's all about. So yeah, that is there available for you. That's how we started the month on a very big high uh, with the wonderful Tristan Attenborough. Then went on last week to talk to Mike Grice, um, who's the director of Movement Therapy Education. Um, talking about um, his many years involved in being an education provider and we had um, some of his students um, with us as well um, and this week we're going to continue with the another hugely respected um, education provider in the soft tissue therapy industry which is uh, Anna Maria Mazzieri of the ST School who is going to be joined by three of her students Likewise, the same as Mike was last week, um, and the three of those students are Imi Tester, Joe Holloway, and Michael Konotko, or Mikhail, or Mike, as we shall refer to him. Uh, he's going to be coming up as well, so we're very excited. For those of you who aren't aware of Anna Maria Mazzieri, and I'm hoping that's 
out of the 2,600 downloads we generally get. Um, some of you aren't aware because that's what these are all about, these podcasts. We love the people who join us live and we thank everyone who does join us live. And I'll say hello to you personally in a second. But we're hoping that a lot of the people who download it don't know Anna Maria Mazzieri and the wonderful work she does. And they don't know Tristan Attenborough. They don't know Mike Rice. So, um, but if you don't know Anna Maria Mazzieri, um, then director and lead tutor for the SD School, um, and for a good time now, um, has been really driving a change in soft tissue therapy. I think she tutted a good time now because it makes it sound really old. But yeah, a real figure at the forefront of, of improving our industry um, in, and very much so included in developing new curriculums uh, to try and put evidence-based practice more on the map, understanding what that truly means and how much we can improve the quality of the information we're putting out. As we touched on last week with Mike Grice and his students, um so um we're also going to uh, be joined once again as we were last week by gary benson founder of the sta who's been involved very much in education and different syllabi changes across the years so it'll be wonderful having gary's involvement as well right that's it um i think without further ado then we will bring up anna maria mazzieri and some past and present students of the st school you're listening to the sports therapy association podcast putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey, Anna Maria, how are you doing? Hi, Matt. <laughs> I didn't make you feel too old, do I? I heard you tut away in the lobby by saying, for a good while now. I know, I know. Sorry. How dare you? Doesn't well, look a day over 21. And Gary, hey, Gary, talking about not a day over 21. How are you, Gary? Thanks for joining us again. He's <laughs> pushing no, it. I'm, I'm a few days over 21, Matt, and I'm feeling oh, old. God. 21. And then yeah, uh, also... Very well. Good, so good, to see you, mate. good to see you again. And then um, in no particular order, we'll bring up students, past and present students of the ST school. So let's bring up um, Amy Tester. Hey, Amy, how you doing? Hi. Thanks for joining us. And Joe Holloway. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? You can hear me Hi, okay? Hello, good, thank you. Fantastic, good to see you. Really is good to see you. And um, I wish you technical difficulties with Joe, that's why I said that. I'm not singling out Joe, that'd be really ridiculous. And uh, Mike as well is coming up. There we go, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Thanks for joining us. Well. good. Great, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, everyone is here. <laughs> oh, Gary, I don't know how Gary ended up behind the Christmas decorations. <laughs> Uh, again, if you listen to the podcast, you can't see, but we put a little bit of tinsel around the outside of the screen, and um, one of us had to end up slightly behind the Christmas decorations. But Gary, if you move along or move your cam, you will be out. At the moment you are, I can just see a mouse, so I'd move the other way. That's a key going, Gary. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep on moving. That's good. We can see you now. There you go. Is that right? It's not just me who can see Gary perfectly. Yep. I think yeah, everyone can. Brilliant. Let's just check with the people in the gang, people in the live lounge as well. Um, if you listen to the podcast and you haven't listened to us before, then if you do join us live on a Tuesday evening, Sarah Jones, for example, is here saying, evening, ready to go. Hi, Sarah. Christmas tree. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. It's lovely when people do join us live because one, it's great networking. Often we get accompanied by the STA reps. So there's people in your part of the country you can network with and get support and ask questions to. And also it's a chance for you guys just to come along and share maybe your logo or your photo and just get known. Because like I say, there's a lot of wonderful people who do download this podcast and listen to it. I don't think there's 2,600 soft tissue therapists in the UK. I'm not sure. I don't know what this, this is to like. So either people who are just nothing to do with our industry are downloading us or it just really is making an impact. We know it is saying that as if i don't realize so it's really nice for you people to join us live and it's a great opportunity for you to come and ask questions to our guests and um, so thank you stephen Barr. good to see you again man how are you doing good evening fine people he says are we grand 
this is the reason why it's all started a bit depressing tonight before we went on air. We we're just all a bit ill. So Stevie Barr is raising our um our our metaphorical glasses to toast um the holiday, the winter holiday in. Marco Mendonca. Mendonca, damn it. Last week you told me how to pronounce your name properly, it's already gone. It's Mendonca, isn't it? It's Mendonca. It's a soft C because you've got the circumflection thing underneath. Marco Mendonca, good to see you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um Nikki Mansfield. Um, is here as well, super grand, quite a big kind of Norse Scottish contingency in tonight, isn't there, Stephen? As well, Sarah Jones, fine, we're all in. Matt, right, thanks can, for joining us, Matt. Can I just say uh, hi to Glenn Murphy, who's in as well, but for some reason his messages are not coming up on on what we can see on the chat, but they are coming up on YouTube. How bizarre! I'm not sure what that's all about. Sorry about that, Glenn. Yeah, good to see you here as well, mate. Um, so does that mean you can see questions and things that they come up from Glenn Gary? Yeah, I'll keep my eye on those. Yeah. You'll be monitoring that, will you? Right. <laughs> I'm going to take the strap line off the uh, bottom because I'm just seeing Gary's glasses at the moment. It's like something out of the two Ronnies. So let's... Um, can I show get... my Christmas tree? There we are. Oh, look at that. Yeah, can I? Beautiful. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we are. Very I'm nice. Lucky. Now that's it. I'm done. <laughs> there we go. We've got a bit more screen time now. Right. So people, thanks so much for joining us and giving it the time. As always... Um, so we're here to talk about soft tissue therapy education um, and and to just pay our homage to the wonderful person that is Hannah Maria Mazzieri. So I think we should really He had too much calpel, obviously. He had too much calpel tonight. Calpel. Okay. I've been lugging back on something that hasn't been calpel, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so Anna Maria, I mean, I know it's very tricky and I know you're not a person who likes to um, be put on the spot, but the ST school... The soft tissue therapy school, thank you. The soft tissue therapy school. It's gone through a few name changes though, hasn't it? Yeah, yes. Which so, reflects, which maybe that's a nice way of showing your kind of evolution as a school. Talk, talk yeah. us through that, maybe talk about the yeah. name changes and why they happened. Both, both that's really nice. That's really nice, actually, Ma. Both the clinic and the school changed because originally it started as the massage clinic, which then... Uh, what then, are we talking time-wise? Let's come on. Uh, so open up, open the massage the clinic, actually. Pandora's box here, yeah. In 2000, 19, <laughs> 2002, 2002, right. and then 2008, Two the decades. massage training school opened. Right. So, uh, and it, it was called the massage training, both of them was called the massage training school. And then as we have evolved and we, we realized that uh, as an industry, but we realized that actually we were too much uh, um, kind of identifying ourselves with the modality, which was massage. Not, nothing wrong with massage, and you know, we'll talk about it later on, but there was the, always the expectation that it was just a modality, and we wanted to actually um, showcase that massage therapy, remi sports, remedial massage, whatever you call it, is more than just a modality. And the same for education, you know. And then we moved with the name ISRM, then created the, the qualification, the diploma in soft tissue therapy. And that's why we do the massage training school, then became the school, and then the soft tissue therapy school. And, and I wanted to leave the soft tissue therapy school because that is a name that is very, very, very dear to me. And the, I really want to push forward. It's an interesting, I think, I, I love words myself anyway, and I teach mm. words. And But like, for example, I'm interested, I mean, how we sell ourselves, what we call ourselves has often been quite tricky for 
whatever you want to call yourself. So, for example, like, Imi, let's start off with you. What do you what do you describe yourself as on social media or business cards on your website? What are you? Yeah, I've got some changes as well. But yeah, um, yeah, soft tissue therapist at the moment. But then on my a lot of my cards, it says I think it still says like sports and holistic massage. But I like soft tissue therapy because it isn't just massage. It's everything. Mm. It's everything as well. So but then a lot of a lot of my clients might not know what that means. So do you put both on? I, I'm, I'm still undecided. I like soft tissue therapist, but I think maybe the public doesn't know what that is all the time. It's a very tricky one, isn't it? I wonder if one day there will be a word we all accept and enjoy and just have, I don't know, maybe, maybe it won't because the nature yeah. of our business. That's, my, that's, that's, so from an SEO perspective, nobody knows about soft tissue therapy. In fact, even on our website, we have to put sports massage because that, those are the words that the, the, the public understands. So we need to speak the language but through speaking the language, then if we all, each of us, so we put the soft tissue therapy in our website, in our conversation, slowly, slowly it's going to change. I mean, both you, Matt and Gary, been in practice for a long time. And would you agree that in the last 10 years or probably in the last eight years, the word soft tissue therapy now is much more used than it used to be before. So, you know, we are, we are the lucky one to be in that middle time. I think what, what's what's happened, you know, I, I suppose I was trying to work out in my head how long I've known you, Anna-Marie, and I know I used to talk to you when I was in another role at uh, within the industry. And, and I did, when I used to go down, well, I used to go all over the country giving careers advice to uh, universities for sports therapists. And I remember... I knew you were at Exmouth and I went past the sign and said Exmouth 10 miles. And I thought, well, I'm just going to call in. And, and I just called in one afternoon. No, no, we didn't derange it or anything, but I suppose we've been in the industry the, the same length of time. Yeah. But what I found is that, you know, as the, as the industry's changed and as we've looked at titles, and I've always struggled with what to call myself, um, I, I think there was a definite tendency to try and create a unique selling point and that's where soft tissue therapy came in where the connotations for massage and sports massage were were heavily linked together and so soft tissue came in probably like you say 10 12 years ago when people were looking for that identity and, and looking for that unique selling point yeah i'm thinking oh God, i was just thinking when you said because the one thing the public do know about the distinction they make and i don't think it's been very useful for the industry is the difference between massage and sports massages sports massage is going to hurt and you're just going people are going to press harder you know and that's something which we've kind of tried to shift as well because we just get people who expect to be pummeled a little bit and for a while we would do that very happily and take their money for it because we got good at it but that's all changed as well isn't it where soft tissue therapy doesn't have that connotations of oh this is definitely going to hurt or you know it's but it's tricky because the courses themselves what do you call the courses you put on now do they have to have massage in the title or do you just have soft tissue therapy so uh, the diploma is actually the diploma in soft tissue therapy mm -hmm. and so it doesn't have to have massage in the title but the way we describe it is soft tissue therapies the assessment treatment and rehabilitation of minor and chronic injury and pain treatment it's hands-on so our bias is toward hands-on so 
hands-on massage mainly, but other soft tissue therapy techniques and some manual therapy techniques as well, some other type of manual therapy techniques. So massage is a big, big part of, of what we do as the context, as the part of part of the intervention, but we, we, we are more than that in terms of in all massage therapists are more than just what they do with their hands. And Very this nice. is the message that we want to give across. Um, yeah. And you do, and you do so well. I think this is quite interesting because like um, myself, including, and, and if you use the word massage on your social media, on the website, some people not, have no idea of soft tissue therapy, they allow on your website or your channels and your content, say Anna Maria, and then, then they, they, you educating them about like, hey, massage is this, but this is something a little bit different. And then they start, they start changing perception of what soft tissue therapy is. But like, I'm, I'm calling myself a movement coach. I, I'm the same, kind of in the same game. I have to use both personal training and movement coach. You have to use massage and soft tissue therapy to bring people to you and say like, right, now I'll explain you what's the difference and you can see how much more this is and this is just a part of it isn't it so much of so much of advertising is that and it always kind of makes a bit sad you need that yeah. clickbait I've, i mean i've produced god knows how many podcasts for this for one chat live and one chat live for example 60 episodes and i just had the name of the guest in there when really i should have put going they should have just been called five ways to break down trigger points. I would have got, I would have got like millions yeah. and millions of hits, you know, yeah. instead I had like, Oh, Dr. Ben O'Nig, you know, that doesn't show up in Google search. I think it should, yeah. but it doesn't. Whereas if you put down like five ways to know if you're overpronating, then that's the secret of it. So they're always going to be that a little bit, isn't it? It's a shame. You need to, to get the audience. You need to have a little bit of a clickbait thing. I think it's temporary, Matt. I honestly Will it change. Think, I do hope so. I think it's temporary. I think, uh, I, all our industry, and when I say industry, I'm talking about clinical. We're talking about clinical. So we're talking about uh, people working, uh, therapists working with people in pain and injury, not talking about leisure industry. So for, for us, uh, we, our, our profession is fairly new in comparison to the others because our profession has grown because of changes in healthcare professions that our profession has grown that we had more and more people coming to us and wanted to be treated with their injuries and pain with the hands-on that maybe the physiotherapists were not doing anymore because NHS changed a few bits and pieces. So we are actually grown, our, our industry has grown, so we, we are relatively, relatively new to it. So I think it's, I think it's temporary. I think it's temporary. We, 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 the people I speak to is all those people that work at clinical settings and not uh, in leisure settings, which both of them are very, very good. You know, there is no one better than the others. While massage therapy can be both. So to differentiate our aims and outcomes, that's why I think soft tissue therapy is um, that's good. That's just suits. I like it. And Joe, I realised that we haven't asked you. What do you call yourself? Okay. Um, I, so I'm just in the process of updating things because I'm just literally just qualified with Anna Maria. So although I've been in practice for four years, uh, five years now, um, I would have put like sort of remedial and sports in my sort of SEO and things like that. 
but I think for me, what I try and focus on more than what I'm called is what I'm trying to do. So I like to work with people who are in pain and try and help people who are in pain. So that's kind of more of the messaging that I put out there, I think. It's very good. I like that. Yeah. Did you did you arrive to Anna Maria's clutches with that already in your mind? Or was that something that was kind of like suggested and helped to so bring out of you? When <laughs> I started massage my intention was to help people with pain and I think that's just really interested me and it's something that I've really followed um and that's why I came to Anna Maria's course because I'd sort of completed everything in terms of training that we could do and trying to find something more advanced and that was going to give me some really greater depth some knowledge and skills looking more kind of like what the universities could offer didn't give me that right fit because I don't want to be a physio I don't want to be a curry they're great but I really get value out of what I do in helping people I love what I do I'm so grateful I, I, I'm so privileged to be doing this work I it's not work I love it it's helping people just to feel great in their bodies and that's such a wonderful gift that we can give but i was looking to really develop my knowledge my skills to just a, just a higher standard um without having to go hey i want to be a physio or i want to do this because they do great stuff but i love what i do i didn't want to to go down that route so yeah it was um really interesting to come across uh, the if I may, I'll, I'll come back on that because I think what's happened over the past 10, 12, 15 years is with mainstream education, not just in our industry, standards have, have slipped, you know, and there have been some catalysts for, for that, you know, the introduction of numerical values to courses, you know, which which commercially driven, in my opinion. So instead of having a, a diploma in sports remedial massage, which was back in the day, we now talk about level three sports massage, level four soft tissue therapy, level five soft tissue therapy. Now, one thing that that I've always said is that if you're applying a massage technique or a soft tissue technique, they should be taught at level three because it's an applied skill. And one thing I'd be interested to know from Anna Maria is as a private training provider, how, how you develop the, the higher intelligence skills, if you like, um, of those people. Because to me, that, that when you go to level four, there's the analytical behavior, the, the, you know, the, the subjective objective testing, level five tends to be more about developing the, the knowledge and, and understanding of, of the techniques that you're delivering. So why, when education was, in my opinion, going backwards, why did you decide that we, we needed to move away from that model? Yeah, th that's really interesting, actually. And it's, uh, it's more about... Um... It's more about uh, how we build, how we scaffold. It's about scaffolding thinking process. So you call the higher intelligence. Oh no, what did you call it? Higher intelligence. I think a different thinking, pro more complex thinking processes. And we start with application of, of techniques, but already with the application of techniques, they're already given the, the, the freedom of okay this is the technique now where do you think the client or you know how would you apply this technique in different so you're starting at the beginning a little bit more and more 
uh, higher level, higher level, higher level. And then for us, it's never about, in all the courses, it's never about uh, I teach a technique and you uh, repeat the technique. It's all about the evaluation of the concept behind that technique. And then you think within the class, our courses are all discussion, there is a lot of discussion based. Then through the discussion, how you then apply to that. And then until the end, when we actually apply some clinical reasoning for that technique. So we look at the evaluation, summarizing and taking that decision. How do we progress forward? And I used to teach level three sports massage for quite a big um, organization. And I struggled with it because it was... Um, it was too, um, how do you call it, when it's very well, rigid? What, what, I, what I would say there, it's, it's monkey see, monkey do. Yes. You know, it's yeah. very prescriptive. Uh, and that you still see courses advertised today where you might, it might be advertising soft tissue release. And the whole day will be spent doing soft tissue release on the, the leg in the morning and the upper body and then the then the arm you know if we teach the modality the principles of the modality in this case short and lock and lengthen then we we let the therapists who've come to us as trusted educators to develop that into their practice using the skills that they already have rather than monkey see monkey do and and unfortunately that's what education has become um, this is why I'm really lucky because I'm an educator. Of, I am a private educator provider. I have the opportunity. But to me, what you said is actually building up, especially for, with the upgrade students. I get so much out of it because I'm actually building up on what they already do really, really well and see, okay, now let me, let me, let's discuss this one. How would you apply it? To what you already do how do you you know how can you grow with that and to our courses are all i kid you not it's all discussion based so quite a bit of presentation obviously quite led but it's very much student-led and i am just there sometimes i love that because somebody comes in with a question i sit back and they run they, they, the class run with it they are, they are a unit in themselves as long as, you know, obviously we've got learning outcomes that we have to complete, but it's just so beautiful. And this is where I believe, Gary, that we have the, the opportunity to build the thinking process from level three to level five. Because it's not about course, it's about building the layering that how they can think differently. It's, and that's why also the other thing is, and then I stop talking, I love working with adults because they already have that. They already come to me. Most of them are second career. Uh, most of them are, are, are adult. They come to me with the empathy. They come to me with the compassion. They come to me with the already cri- cl- critical thinking in other, that is easily transferable to, um, to clinical thinking. And actually, they, they already possess what to me is most important in MSK care, compassion, empathy and communication. I think one of the one of the dangers of of old style education in inverted commas is that by not letting the the student cohort develop those sort of conversations then we are actually stunting them we're producing 
some cases parrots of ourselves, you know, copies of ourselves, but they need to develop those conversation skills so that they can get the right information from their client. They can communicate with their client in the right way to develop that therapeutic alliance and the trust that we all need, you know, because I had a conversation with one of the members today and, you know, she said, well, I've I've got a website, I've I've done my SEO and, and I've listed all my services. And I said, people don't buy services. People in this industry buy people. So it has to be by outcomes. By outcomes yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Just that this is the last one. I How many times that, you say that, guys? Can you hear me? I know people that have been taught ten different type of effleurage, but they didn't know about red flags. That is what yeah. is wrong. That is what is wrong. Okay, say that. Right. So listen. Say um, no more. Because we've got the pleasure of having um, Amy and Joe and Mike tonight. I want you to have a little think, maybe about points in your courses that you're doing where you did um have that group discussion or where there was that chance for you to analyze and think and and before i do that i just want to is that okay yes you guys maybe think of one example which sticks out in your minds on training where you thought wow this is this is really useful now because we're actually talking about it rather than having one monkey show you a trick of another monkey that sort of stuff which i thought stephen barr has said here in his fantastic way of summarizing things it's monkey see monkey do and i don't like bananas um so there just bringing up here i think one of you is going to be hidden behind the christmas decoration for a moment i mean i'm sorry about that nothing personal no, no. It up down a bit <laughs> um but yeah i just want to bring the website up here actually i might put it on solo here just to give people an idea of what we're talking about so the school um You'll find it online um, at thestschool.com, isn't it? .co.uk. .co.uk. Sorry, I can't see it because of my Christmas decoration. Yeah, so thestschool.co.uk. And on there, you'll find a wealth of wonderful information there. Um, the courses which are on there, so we've got the Intro to Soft Tissue Therapy, um, and then you've got the BTEC Level 5 Diploma, which we'll talk about in a little bit more detail just to highlight exactly what is on that mm-hmm. and what it involves. Um, I also wanted to, oh, you also got on the website CBD workshops and things, which you can mention later on, an upgrade course, which we'll delve into. And of course, I thought we need to have a shout out to the other people on the team because it's not Absolutely. all just Anne Maria, is it? Yeah. So mention, yeah, give me a little summary of these people who work with you, Anne Maria. So, just give them a shout out. as people know very well, uh, Becky is my right hand woman. She is one of our senior tutors, superb clinician, and uh, the half of the, uh, the school. Sharon Roberts is one on, of my ex-students, who's now one of our tutors. And she's very, she's, um, a practice is very yoga-based, very movement-based. And then we have Melanie Ward-Nichols, which she has been a, a massage therapist longer than me and you, I think, Matt. Really? And uh, yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. So, yes, we're all clinicians. We're all clinicians. And also we have some guest lecturers coming in very, very often. So we can have, uh, we could have other, you know, Tammy or Mike coming in and doing different, different, delivering different sessions, different guest lectures. Fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely a good shout out for the team. And it was just once again, congratulations for what you put together at Therapy Expo. It was so lovely oh. seeing you all there with your hoodies. In fact, I think Imi here, there was some mention, and I saw you put the hoodie on. I thought, that's it. Oh, that's what wow. it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we done, well done, Imi. Well done. Yeah, well done, Imi. Uh, Mark, what I thought was interesting at, at Therapy Expo was the um, 
Anna Maria persuading you to start using QR codes and then, uh, <laughs> embedding yeah, them into the, the presentations for those hoodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear what happened there, Anna Maria? No. Do you know the code which you gave me yes. is to put onto my presentation? Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Do you know what actually came up when people went onto it? No. Uh, uh, shop for your sweatshirts. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had people coming up after going, excuse me, that's not, a, that's not a gay analysis course. That's a shop to buy. A, it looks like a hoodie. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So if you do get suddenly loads of orders for hoodies, then that's because no, of the QR code. Off, no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mind you, I think Dr. Fiona Higgs has something to do with that as well. But anyway, so there we are. Um, so yeah, I've given you a little bit of time. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, in me up there in the corner, hidden behind the Christmas mm -hmm. tree. Um, yeah, can you think of any moments? First of all, just let me know you are at what stage on the level five? So I did the upgrade. You did uh, the upgrade. So, yeah, explain to me what that was about year. for people who don't know what that course was for. So, yeah, I'd already it previously done my level three and four. And then so then it's 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 a leveling up. So not, without having to do the whole thing again, it's just that taking you from level four or, or I think you can do it from level three um, up, up to the level five. Fantastic. And is did you look you haven't got to mention any other people, but did you look elsewhere? Was it a, did you have other considerations um, where you could have done this? Or? Yeah, I did. There was one other course that was a potential, um, but I felt that Anna Maria's course was fitted, fitted better maybe with my clients and my style of learning. The other course was really good, but it was a little bit more uh, maybe pure sports orientated or a, okay. a little bit more... Um, Although, you know, we did, I'm more interested in movement than, than sort of full-on exercise prescription. So that's more my interest. And I just thought... And, and plus I'd listened to the Massage Collective and and, and, and then I did a little chat thing with Anna Maria for, for on another podcast. So I sort of knew I knew what oh, I was letting yeah. myself in for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better the devil, no, you know. It's I mean it's so interesting as well, isn't it? Because it might have yeah. been really good, but yeah, I definitely made for me it was the right choice. I think that's important for people to know as well. There's no one course, same as we always say, there's no one C P D that's suitable for everyone. It is a case of doing a bit of investigating. Um, and looking into yeah the people who are speaking on the course what they're involved in as well and I think that's one of the blessings of Anna Maria being involved in, like the Massage Collective and all these other things because you get to know what you're buying into you know you're not just getting a syllabus on a bit of paper which is really important but you're getting a person delivering it and giving everything they've got to you know help that syllabus become real and to help you in clinic you know which is what it's all about so okay so you did the uh, upgrade then as well going forward like i'm doing a couple more courses now i've gone forward and and i've been a lot more picky about those courses and probably really annoyed the tutors by asking them loads of questions before oh. i gave them my money um yeah but i'll tell you what just sort of really with that as well but you doing that i think is probably the fastest, most effective way of changing the industry than Brother, anything else, any podcast, any conference. If actual people going to courses start challenging the tutors, not in a rough, nasty way, but just going, hold on, what if this and that and da 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 da? Then the tutor's going to go home and go, oh my God. And they're going to go to the people who are getting to, to deliver this course. And it's just going to, that's the only way courses are going to change if the people who are teaching. We need to raise our standards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what yeah, you're totally. doing now. And I, and I reiterate, I know it's not your case, but I think there might be a tendency for other therapists to suddenly go on courses and just bully and think that they're talking to someone as if like they're on Twitter and they'll start treating them without any respect, which is not the answer at all. That's going to 
be horrible but just just critically in the true sense of criti- criticizing someone just making them think you know um so we, it's brilliant um, to hear you do that we discussed this last week didn't we with jay jack and julie um, oh, thank you yes you're welcome i thought I'd that one. <laughs> ah. yeah, but, but jack and becky and i jack, and Mystery Leslie, jack Woolhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah uh, jack becky and and leslie who was in the, the house last week not not this evening we were on a panel talking about cpd how you choose it how you should be informed by it whether there should be a learning outcome with all cpd but one of the things that becky said was challenge your tutor you know if she thinks something's not right challenge them to you know it might be a learning experience for them and and as you said matt you don't have to do it 145 characters on twitter you can ask diplomas with diplomacy that you don't understand something could it be reinforced and yeah, Eddie, yeah. What, one of the courses I'm doing, I, I, I love the course, but there are certain elements of it that I don't agree with. Um, and I, I have tried to nicely challenge and it didn't really go down that well. So now I, but I, but it's given me, doing Hannah Murray's course has given me that, that, that critical thinking that I can take, you know, I can do it, I can get the end result that I want, but I, I can choose when I go and practice it, which bits that I choose on how I choose to use it going forward. I'm not just taking it verbatim and, and like the monkey see, monkey do. I, I will tweak it and, and work my own way of using it. And then you know, it won't be everything I've learned because some of it I don't agree with. Um, and there's some things that I've thought, well, I'm not sure and I'll go and try and find out. So, it, it, you know, these sort of courses like we did with the Level Up, it gives you that, yeah, that looking around and, and, and looking around a subject and, and not just accepting it. I mean, not being bolshy and nasty, but you know, there was you know, genuinely felt with Anna Maria and, and with the group itself that we could ask anything. And mm. uh, and also we were never made to feel stupid at asking a question. And we were encouraged to sort of think, think for ourselves and work things out. So an example, I can't think of a specific example, but we were, were all quite varied because we'd all been in practice before. All our styles and our interests and our practices were really very varied. So we would sort of have a, a problem or, or, or something to work through and we'd all come at it with different takes, all of which would work, but they were all completely different ways of looking at it. And, and that was really, I enjoyed that. That sounds really good. And that's the thing, when you've got an education provider like, <coughs> excuse me, Anna Maria and the, and the Soft Tissue Therapy School who are not delivering a course saying, here, here's all the answers. When that's not happening, then obviously suddenly you take away this idea of, you know, you're the student, we can just spoon feed you things. That institution is interested in your ideas. They want you to share your experiences because you're going to help model probably future courses. So really cool stuff. Really love, love to hear this. Thank you so much for me. Also, Joe, Matt, oh, go on. Matt, sorry. <coughs> on that one as well, what Amy was saying, sometimes those inter-cohort discussions are a really good learning opportunity for the tutor. Absolutely. Who, who, who yeah, may yeah. be, you know, not not up to date, you know, so used to teaching from a syllabus, used to having a, their own MO, they might learn something as well. Oh, I, I, I mean, I can tell you that some of the things I learned, like, uh, um, you know, there were so many things, but one of the recently about symptom modification in the shoulder. And I think, Amy, I think it was Lee in your class that he said, oh why don't we do symptom modification, short liver, long liver on the hip? And I thought, 
wow, well done. I never thought of that. Mm. You know, and that's great I, I, movement I, things for me. I love that because mm. you, we come there, we're so preconceived sometimes as tutors, especially when we've done it for a long time and so on. And then you come here with this brain, really thinking and querying brain. And you come in with those questions. And, wow, I never thought of that. So, yeah, exactly. The, cl the clock. Um, the clock. Oh, the clock. Do you remember that? Pushing yeah. the, the pens out. I, I, I've blatantly stolen that and I use it all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. That Indeed. was great. Indeed. Very nice. I got the clock of Ben Cormack years ago and it's probably one of my go-to things all the time. It's just, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Ben, if you're listening. Anyway, Joe, Joe, I'm really keen to get some. Uh, it's lovely having you guys here and sharing these gems. It's really good. I hope the listeners enjoying it. I, I'm sorry, people in the live lounge, I'm not ignoring you. Um, I do appreciate you. If you have got particular questions, then fire away, Nikki and Stephen and, and Marco and Sarah. So I'm going to keep an eye open now in case because we are getting to about 50 minutes to go. But, Joe, I'm keen to hear. If you Can you think of any moments? What are you studying, Joe? Remind me at the moment. So um, I've done the upgrade course. So I've okay. just finished doing my case studies, which is the last kind of bit of that. Um, and I started that uh, in March time this year. So already in practice um, and in a group of just wonderful therapists. And just like Emmy, you know, we're all bouncing off of each other because we're all got different perspectives. We've all done different courses. We all practice slightly differently. So we were all learning off of each other as well as learning off of Anna Maria and bouncing all of that around the room. It's just a really great learning environment. Um, and I think, um, I know, I remember when we had our first day and being sat outside the room before we'd even gone in, you know, to class and we were all sat there going, am I good enough to do this? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I smart? And we all sat there and went, oh, we're all thinking the same thing. Well, that's okay because we're all here to learn. And just from when we walked through the door with Anna Maria, uh, like Amy was saying, just you never felt like you, you were saying something stupid. You never thought, you know, oh, I can't ask that, you know. And I think that reflects really well in practice because then when you're working with clients, you're not just going, oh, yeah, I remember that's the move I need to do. You're exploring a little bit and working with them and working it out because everybody's so different. Um, and I think that's a really valuable thing that we learn as part of the course it's not necessarily a technique um but it is learning to think rather than just go with a answer it's the concept Absolutely. that's what i like about case studies on courses is you know and my colleagues used to hate marking case studies but i used to love doing it because you can see the development you know what starts off as a, a simple you know i've been seeing this client three or four times they've come in for a, a back neck and shoulder massage and then you go through the you know the case study and you see they've started to implement some some movements in there as well the, the, the client's not just face down on the couch all the time they're involved yes. in the movements they're investigating movements themselves and i find that really interesting for the development of the therapist yeah sounds yeah absolutely and i think the longer you work with a client as well you know in your first session the first time you meet each other you're not necessarily going to throw everything at them because they're not going to feel comfortable with that so it is showing that progression as you go on and, and you're working together with somebody and kind of exploring you know what they've got going on and how you can help with that um i think it's a really nice process to go through so my... Has somebody being worried by a dog i can can you hear them? It's my dog. Yeah. Sorry about that. 
Um, look out, Mike. Mick, um, what's, the, what's the question there? Did you say, Gary? Yeah, yeah. So Nikki's asked the clock. I'm intrigued. Care to share? I'll give you my version of it. Um, I used to teach this going back 15 years or so. Um, and then you can see how it, it, it compares with what, what everybody else does. But if I've got a client and they've got some movement inhibition for some reason, I used to get them to imagine they're standing in the in the center of a clock where the hands are fixed. And I would ask them to move a quarter of the way in a step forward to the one o'clock with their right leg or with their left leg. I'd get them to move to halfway towards the four o'clock in a lunge or a, a sort of squatting uh, sort of um, type exercise. I'd get them to, uh, with a piece of paper on the floor, I'd get them to move the, the foot from one to three to seven to ten, depending on their level of skill or ability. So that's my version of the clock exercise. The How status cushion is the status cushion balance test. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what what he did, what Lee did, uh, he did a little bit of a uh, a variation. So when you go and tap, so the excursion says tap and then come back. What he did instead of tapping, he made it move forward, move the item because we are putting on the floor shoes, anything. Move the item forward, so it became a task orientated uh, exercise that you had to have the balance, the strength, but also the cognitive process of pushing the things away. And and I loved it. I loved, you know, when he did it, we were all, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's another question here, Matt, from Nikki. Um, serious question in two parts for Anna Maria. Mel has mentioned last night that he's potentially moving away from BTEC accreditations in brackets for many reasons, such as we discussed in this forum last week. What alternatives are there to BTEC and how do they compare considering how well known and admired the BTEC is after all of these years? My, my opinion on this, that BTEC's come in for some, some criticism from certain sectors um, because it is too flexible, because it is um, less robust, if you like, than a, a sort of some of the other um, organisations. But to me, the BTEC gives the flexibility for the private training providers to move with the times. I um, agree. And, and, and on this, Nikki, I'll have a private conversation with you if I can. I, I don't really want to discuss this on air, if that's OK. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that, that is great. The, 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 the ability of being flexible for a qualification for our type of qualification where you need the content to be so solid and the, the content can be solid if you have uh, the people delivering that qualification creating the content for us has been great for us has been great has been and how, um, how on that then if, if yeah. the person who's delivering the qualification is creating the content mm -hmm. and given that BTEC may not be occupationally competent. No, not at all. Yeah. Where is the external validity to a course such as yours? Yes. So this is where we need to, this is where the industry needs to be better, especially with BTEC. So I can say that I am very comfortable with our both internal and external validation because ISRM externally validated, sorry, we are actually delivering an ISRM syllabus and which is accredited by BTEC. But as you, as you said, BTEC is not, uh, uh, doesn't accredit the, the competencies. It accredits the, the qualification 
per se. So are we doing the right assessment? Are we doing the assessment at the right level? All these things that you can explain better than I can, I can ever do. So it's actually left to us, as left to the ISRM as an organization, to be uh, valid, to, to, be, to, to be externally, the external validation. And I am very happy. We are, ISRM is a very small organization. We can do that. They can do that. But if they, the, the organization becomes bigger, you cannot do that any longer. So there needs to be better external validation in order, because otherwise, you know, how do you maintain validity? How do you maintain? So, yes, so there are some very good things about BTEC being flexible. And actually, we are happy because, as I say, we are a small organization. We can keep control even with our markers. And, but once it becomes bigger, you, you cannot anymore. What do you think, Gary? Well, I think that as long as the industry has been around, there have been, in my opinion, conflicts of interest where a, a person might design a course, they might start to deliver that course, they might then set up an awarding organisation to award the certificate and another organisation to accredit it. Mm. And to me, there's no external validity to that. So there has to be some independence somewhere. Um, and, and that's why I want to have that private conversation with Nikki about how we see that moving forwards, because we are constrained by the current system. Uh, and I was asked to, um, somebody's made an appeal, and they were, they were uh, failed a, 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 a course. And, and I was asked to, um, as an independent person, to review the evidence. Um, and when I was reading the marking scheme, and I'll change the names because I, I don't want to embarrass anybody or, you know, on this on this platform. But, you know, the, the, the marker, the assessor's remarks were, you must learn the Peter Smith method in order to pass this exam, which I thought was egotistical at best. But, you know, not very good for the industry because they are monkey see, monkey do. What we're Absolutely. trying to do now, especially with courses at a higher level, we are trying yeah. not to spoon feed, as, as Matt mentioned earlier. We're not trying to spoon feed this information. What we're trying to do is give you the nuts and bolts and let you build the machine from it. You know, we're trying to get you to develop your own practice, your own style, because the worst thing in the world, if there was 10 of me out there, that's the worst thing in the world for me. As an yes, uh, the, this is one of the things we're quite hot with. Yeah, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to create, uh, you know, a, a flock of sheep. I don't think yeah. that's good for, for clients either, is it? Because everybody's so varied. They, you know, there's you're working with people that, you know, fit fit with your experience and skills, and that's why there's so many great therapists who are doing a great job, but we're also different. Exactly. Yes, yeah, good point, Joe. As soon as that, you think that, there's one way to do it, then suddenly you find that your system's not working and you've got nothing else. You've got yeah, nothing yeah. to give. But that's, that's why, why you can't uh, do it. Also, I think it's the right time now for these changes in education to take place. Because I think until now, the, it, was, it was needed, but not as much as it is. Because I see that we are entering more and more into a more uh, um, modern healthcare you know, don't have to be regulated to do that. And I think now all those uh, 
validity points are really more important than before and we need to be more standardized. And people say, so why did it happen before? Because actually, I think, you know, we from where we came from, I think now is the right time for all this to change. And I'm so excited to be living at this, practicing at this time where I can see those changes and indeed be part of them. Historically, what there's been is an acceptance of the status quo. You know, we've we've always thought of the awarding organisations and the sector skills councils uh, and, and, you know, the, the national councils, if you like, in, in the industries to be the leaders, to know everything. Um, but what we've got now, you know, and I and I said this on, I was part of the committee for the Education Development for Therapy Expo. And I said to Liam last year, we have to be really careful now because we can't just turn up and sell snake oil to therapists. Therapists are now more intelligent than they once were. You know, we're not willing to take the monkey see, monkey do approach. We, we, we want to develop our, yeah, our ourselves. And, and as Joe said, every therapist is different. And that's based on experiences through life. You know, I, I think a, a more mature therapist is, is a safer bet if I was spending my money to get a treatment. I would go to somebody who's more mature, who's experienced more in life than somebody who comes straight from compulsory education or university education. Because to be fair, they're still developing strategies of dealing with people. You know, when when you've been married and had kids and you've had various jobs, you, you develop those strategies to deal with people and it gives you a, a great insight into working with some experience. The, the, the general public. Well, look, it's nine o'clock, guys. Um, amazing. Some fantastic information there, which um, I'm hoping people who have listened to the podcast are enjoying. Um, just to sum it up, then, if people are interested in doing courses, Anna Maria, what's the, it's obviously it's getting to Christmas now and winter breaks and things. So what have you got starting off? Is it like a yeah, what do people do? What can what can you, if people have been excited now thinking I want to do this? Then oh yes, please, 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 please. So we have several courses happening from full diploma courses starting in January in Exeter to upgrade courses starting in March, April in Bristol to plenty of CPD courses, which you know one of them, Matteo, because you're going to be delivering one of the CPD courses. Because one of the other things that we deliver and we are very keen is to create a, 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 a nice pathway for those soft tissue therapists to then evolve within the professional development into, into a, a more um, knowledgeable practitioners, but knowledgeable in what? We, we deliver from Thai massage under a, a more evidence-based uh, framework to gait analysis, to working with kids. Uh, we got Angela Jackson coming in in March, delivering uh, her uh, um, uh, kids and non-mini adults. We have uh, uh, Matt Phillips coming in May, doing it's a, a hybrid one. course. A yeah, that's a, a massive one. That's a big one, you heard it here. And, uh, and then we have several day courses for example which midweek day courses where we do for example i do shoulder hip and knee um each of them is a day course so that we can look all it, looking at an evidence-based approach to the assessment treatment rehabilitation of uh, in this case shoulder or hip or knee and but yeah going to our website there are there are plenty of, of courses 
If, you, if anybody's interested in Angela Jackson's course, Kids Are Not Mini, mini Adults, we have actually covered this on the uh, podcast a couple of times. So you can search YouTube she and is. you can get an, get a, an idea of, of what Angela's talking about. But that's definitely a course, if it's close, that's definitely something I would be looking at. Yeah, because actually when you finish, Angela, again, we, we, we are trialling several hybrid courses. So the hybrid course allows people to do the theory, theory part at home and then they come to us for one day fully practical and with Angela Jackson's course you once you finish those two parts those hybrid and uh, in person you actually can be on the on a register of uh, um, people working with uh, young adults it's a really I think the way you're doing this hybrid course now is a reflection of what we've been talking about because once upon a time you would travel whatever part of the country oh. needs to be just to be in the presence of this guru for two days and I did it myself That's how yeah, I yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, but it's like nowadays, fortunately, I think it's good we're not quite so dazzled by this kind of guru thing because they're not going to show us the answers that it's not going to be here's everything you need there's no more spoon feeding so it makes more sense now let's not travel all the way let's do what we can through you know zoom or whatever or some kind of online meet get the theory Ooh. out of the way we can discuss because that's what we're doing with these people now they're going to plant some seeds and we're going to have some coins drop and then with all this new information then we can meet up and do some practical stuff so i think it's a really healthy thing you're doing anna maria um it's made me think about how delivering the gate analysis yeah. course so it's no, it's it's, it's, it's it's a good healthy thing to because do. actually yeah. zoom telehealth and zoom and all this it's actually i think is wonderful for instigating communication yeah yeah because Much actually, yes, it, it, this is again, this is oh, who escaped? Why we've done it. Oh, Joe, just, just le left us. Yeah. Uh, must be, I think it's 50p, and where is she in Devon in it? Yeah, I think it's probably the internet. <laughs> uh, no, she'll be back at the stage, just got to check it first. Anyway, right, so look, um, now I've got some kind of like regional slur in there, and um, I'm sure she's fine. Right, okay, look, I don't want to keep you guys for longer than need be. Um, so, Immy and um, <coughs> um, Michael, thank you very much for joining us, giving up your time. And Joe, if you can still thank hear you. us. Sometimes Joe's still here, even though we can't see her. So be careful what you say, people. But yeah, thanks for giving up your time. <laughs> um, it's been really, this week and last week, it's something I want to do again. I think it's really useful having um, people being able to listen to actual therapists who have been studying, who are studying, who are just finishing courses. It's got so much, it's got so much alternative value than just hearing the person who gives the course by themselves. So really appreciate you guys giving up your time. Um, thank you for inviting us. Um, oh no, well, and Anna Maria, very, thank you for just being. I am being. very honoured. We think very, very highly of STA. What the STA is doing in the industry, they are really changing the industry, raising the standards. So to be able to be one of the two educational providers to be here, it's very. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there are other education providers, obviously, if we have them on the show. And if yeah. you are of interest, oh, no, I shouldn't say that because I get all sorts of people asking me to be on the show. <laughs> it's tricky. But no, there is, but it's still a handful of people who are doing the great yeah, work yeah, you're yeah, doing. Because yeah, yeah, if absolutely. that wasn't the case, Anna Maria, we wouldn't be having these conversations. Yes, we would have totally, a perfect totally. kind of education profession. But it's, it's a drop in the ocean. So if you listen to the podcast mm -hmm. and you are questioning um, your own history of education, then I would wholeheartedly recommend you have a little chat with Anna Maria or some of her team or if you want to contact any of the people who have been on the show tonight the STA as always you can contact us um, Matt at the STA.co.uk is me Gary at the STA.co.uk there's still an info at the STA is there an info or an admin is it Gary 
Uh, admin at the sta.co.uk. Okay, um, and obviously use use YouTube as well. The reason we do YouTube and not not Facebook now is YouTube is much easier to find. Facebook disappears. YouTube, this video will be here. So if you've got any questions or comments, stick something. Go to YouTube and stick something in the comments. I'm monitoring it all the time, and we'll make sure that we get back to you or put into contact with somebody. Or if you want to talk to Anna Maria, then best way to contact you, Anna Maria, through the school the website. It's Anna at vstschool.co.uk. Anna at vstschool.co.uk. Oh, beautiful. Love that. Love that. Anyway, just my thing for Please don't book on to Matt's course. He's going to run a fantastic course. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that now. It's totally against what we've been talking about on the whole show, isn't it? Connecting, yeah. So we don't even mention that. Uh, what I will mention, though, which I'm really happy with, is in January, we're going to have to focus on the hit month. Really excited to talk to some guests. Um, um, and um, we're going to start off with Benno Matthew um, in January the 10th. So he's going to come on, talk about. Um, common misconceptions and misdiagnosis and that sort of stuff at the hip so really i wanted to have Benno for quite a long time um or for ages on the show and he's I've finally managed to get him um and we're also going to have a few other speakers um who i've got lined up all to do with the hip um later on in January. can you invite so me excited. for the shoulder invite the shoulder <laughs> yeah, we haven't got the shoulder yet i'm working my way up there yeah. Yeah, but when you do the show, I want to be invited. Because I look after runners and work with the runners, I, I I tend to start yawning a bit. Once we get past the hips, I'm like, so yeah, you're welcome. In fact, you know what? You can take the show. I'll, I'll have a day. I'll have a week off. <laughs> get me past the waist. I'm not really interested. Just, just counterbalance the legs. That's all it is, really. You can't get the staff. Last time I had somebody with a dotty shoulder. No. Years anyway, but um, so yeah, January is going to be really exciting months. Got some wonderful speakers, um, which I'm it's going to be a fantastic couple of weeks. Um, I'm just still finalizing it, but on buttock pain, because I think buttock pain is an area where a lot of misconceptions are taught. Oh, everything is a piriformis syndrome or everything is sciatica. All you need to do is elbow it, do some soft tissue release. And I used to teach it myself. It would cure everything. Um, And it's such a complex area, the buttock, and it's such a common area for pain. So we're going to do a double back-to-back week of theory first um, with a very excellent um, uh, specialist in buttock pain. And then afterwards, we're going to have the practical of, we know this information now, how, what do we do with the client? So that's going to be a back-to-back, which I'm very excited about. So January is going to be cool, people. But let's not waste our time thinking about January. Let's just uh, make sure you have a great time over this winter break. Obviously, just to reiterate, and my heart does go out. I see these posts on social media just to remind us that not not Christmas isn't a great time for everybody. Not everyone celebrates Christmas, but the holiday break is not a great time for everyone. Sometimes it's a time for missing loved ones and people are by themselves. And suddenly, you know, social things happen and break so if you do know anyone who is going to be by themselves over this kind of winter period um, then just reach out to them invite them to your house maybe for christmas dinner or just give them a phone call or just see what they're doing on what we call christmas day you know because it's not a good time for everyone it can be a really difficult time so not to bring it down or anything but just remember that it's not all presents and mistletoe and christmas trees for everyone have a little rack of your brain and think whose day could i make by actually going around there and popping in or having a sherry or giving them a call or something that and that'd be really cool anyway thanks people for joining us gary as always anna maria Amy. thank you i'm just gonna check joe hasn't turned up again no but thank you joe as well for joining us and um yeah all the best and uh, see you next year i guess you guys stick around. I'm just going to end it now. People in the live lounge, if we don't speak before, then then have a great end of year. And um, thanks for joining us always. Um, and uh, yeah, people downloading the podcast, thank you very much. We'll be back in January with a new season, starting with episode 131. Take care, everybody.
Bye bye. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.